This episode is in support of the British Red Cross. Disasters and emergencies can strike at any time and anywhere. With millions of volunteers across 192 countries, the British Red Cross is part of a movement that's there for people as soon as a crisis happens. Your support means they can reach anyone, anywhere, with the help they need to get through it. For example, in the UK, when an emergency like a flood hits, your support means the British Red Cross is there to give the all-important emotional support people often need. Help organise cleanups and provide them with food and fresh water. And as conflict in Ukraine tears lives apart, your support means the Red Cross movement has reached over 5 million people so far, helping families evacuate providing medical assistance and giving a warm meal and a listening ear for people to talk about their experiences. But without the kind of people who support the British Red Cross, their work wouldn't happen. You make what the Red Cross do possible. It starts with you. So, support the British Red Cross at redcross.org.uk. Thank you. known as the other fella and even though he wasn't in the role of James Bond for very long his legacy will always live on for us to understand how the big fry guy became 007 we have to look at the man himself George was a good looking guy with a million dollar smile and a passion for the ladies growing up he would go for a few beers in the outback bar and before the night was out, he'd been involved in half a dozen punch-ups. And was most likely to have left with the very woman you came in with. Now, why is this significant? Well, let's look at the James Bond Club for a moment. Those actors who've been cast in the role. Sean Connery, a bruiser. Not afraid to stick one on you if you overstep the mark on screen his ability to deliver a punch was very well received stuntmen would queue up to get punched by sean on set and he was able to maintain his macho persona by throwing a decent punch now if you look at roger moore well-respected pacifist a man who would shy away from any form of violence yet as an actor he was able to be a wonderful screen fighter episodes of the saint proved that roger threw a wonderful screen punch he was also a very fine director and editor so knew exactly where to place the camera to catch the right angle now where did this example of the screen punch come from it's widely accepted that John Wayne developed the perfect screen punch. Not to be confused with the stage punch, of course. The stage punch is swinging the fist and giving the receiver the opportunity to sell it to the wider audience. The screen punch is camera-specific and depends on both parties being in the right place. 
it also meant that John Wayne would bring his arm so far back you could see it from space. The idea being that the further the fist comes back, the more powerful the punch will be. But again, all of this is made much easier if you're familiar with a punch-up. Roger Moore was the exception to the rule, as he never liked violence. He'd run a mile rather than take part. But did have a photographic memory, so was shown the moves regardless of how complicated they were, and he'd know it inside out. George Lazenby was, as we mentioned, very familiar with a punch-up, which means even though the screen fight you're about to take part in is choreographed and rehearsed over and over again, and you're familiar with what's likely to happen, and you start to do things involuntarily after a while, like put your feet in the right place, sorting out your balance. Hello, crime fans. I'm Sean Coleman. I'm Chris McDonald. And I'm Rob Parker. We are crime authors. Well, I'm a publisher too. And I'm a giggling buffoon. (laughs) (laughs) We are the Blood Brothers and this is our podcast. Every week we speak to the best and brightest in the world of crime fiction. And embarrass ourselves hugely. No, that's just you. Yeah, definitely just you. Great. Coming to you from the Pod Dojo Network. And sponsored by Red Dog Press. We've got new episodes heading your way all the time. With giveaways and games. Interviews and insight. And laughter. Lots of laughter. Check us out now. On all your favourite streaming services. And give us five stars so we can't be our own one-star superstar. The Blood Brothers Podcast, your one-stop shop for the best crime chit-chat. Consequently, George's ability during a dust-up was, for me, second to none. He's taken all of those attributes passed down by the likes of John Wayne and Sean Connery. The best fight, for me anyway, in Honor Majesty's Secret Service is the fight inside Tracy's hotel room with Irvin Allen. Very physical character, former boxer, wrestler and doorman. As we've always said on screen, there's always three people in an on-screen fight two opponents and the editor and as you see in the fight the punches come thick and fast but the nature of the editing by John Glenn makes it much more exciting we've all seen two people having a bust up it's firstly very boring and usually all over by the first 10 seconds so these go at it hammer and tongs and George throws some wonderful punches, only enhanced by an additional sound effect as they land. A trait that continued into other cinematic experiences, like the punches landed by Indiana Jones. Sounds like a window being broken. Well, I'd like to think that this is where it all began. This brief tenure as James Bond certainly assisted him even further when he moved to Hong Kong to take on a Kung Fu career. Martial arts isn't just physical. Though his relationship with the great Bruce Lee, he was able to channel his physicality. Stoner was the title of the first 
Hong Kong picture he was involved in, known as the Shrine of Ultimate Bliss everywhere else in the world, and it pitted him alongside Angela Mao, who'd been in action and in the action cinema game since the early 60s. Stunt coordinators were Chun Chan and a certain Sammo Cambo Hung, who is now internationally known as Sammo. Bruce and George became friends. Bruce gave George not only physical, but mental strength too. His influence was obvious on all of his friends. Look at James Coburn, for example, whose physical prowess came on leaps and bounds after meeting Bruce Lee. Understanding this type of mental and physical strength made George's time in Hong Kong cinema much easier. Stoner, first, then the man from Hong Kong later, both are brilliant examples of a man at the very peak of his physical ability. So, in a nutshell, George Lazenby's ability to throw an on-screen punch is without equal. And his fights have influenced many actors and performers today. So that's it for this week. Uh, don't forget to catch the YouTube show on Friday. We'll have a longer, more in-depth. And check out the Pod Dojo Network, who are responsible for the podcast. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>